friends, and welcome to the CU Insight Network. My name is Randy Smith. I'm one of the co-founders of CUInsight.com, also the host of the CU Insight Experience podcast. But on this show, it's my job to have conversations with thought leaders who support the credit union community to, to identify a few issues that are affecting all credit unions and see if we can't find a few nuggets that we can all learn from and make our credit unions a, a better place, you know, do things a little bit better. I'm excited for today. My guest on the show is Robert Johnston. He is the CEO of Adlumen Inc. And I'd like to just, Robert, bring you in and uh, jump right into the conversation first. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks, Randy. Really appreciate you having me on. I love the credit union industry, and I'm excited to be here. Ah, well, I love that. Well, that's a good place to start then. Most of us did not start out, you know, like going, hey, let's work in credit union someday, right? Like, uh, but then once we get here, we, we're like, this is a good space to be. What did you want to be when you were growing up? You know, how did, you know, becoming the CEO here and working with credit unions come about? Yeah, well, the CEO is definitely kind of a long road. You know, I grew up in Central Florida. You know, I, I went to the United States Naval Academy. I, I suppose my, my father and mother were both Marines. They were both okay. in the Marine Corps, you know, and I, I kind of wanted to follow in their footsteps a little bit. So I, I went in the Marine Corps after you know, graduating from the Naval Academy. I really, that's where I got exposed to computers. Uh, cyber warfare was just kind of taking off. Uh-huh. This is in 2008 and okay. no one really knew anything about it. I, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do in the Marine Corps, but. I knew that I, I liked computers. I had studied them in college and, you know, cyber warfare was beginning to take off. So, uh, that's what I decided I wanted to do. You know, I joined the Marine Corps. I did that for most of my career there in the Marine Corps. And then after, you know, about eight years, it was time to uh, move on and do something else. Uh, so I left the Marine Corps and I joined the private sector and I always wanted to, Start a technology company. I really noticed an underserved market in credit unions. Yeah. I, I felt that, you know, that they were kind of torn between what we now call low cost log management, these like very cheap tools that don't scale well. They're not very effective and they're not meeting kind of the regulatory and security compliance requirements that they have in the credit union industry. And then the other end of the spectrum was like tools made for Bank of America, where <laughs> okay. it's like shooting a mouse with an elephant gun, right? It's yeah. like super expensive. It takes a PhD to use it. Like it's complicated. You know what I mean? And, and there was nothing, there was no middle ground. It was like, well, I either buy, you know, this crazy piece of technology that I can't, I don't even know how to use or don't have time to figure out how to use. Or, right. you know, I'm using this cheapo, you know, Chinese made Ikea trinket, you know what I mean? And so I, I decided that it was a good opportunity to kind of build a middle ground using automation, using data science, using great user experience. So so two things. First, thank you and your family for your service. It sounds like it's generational. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> so we appreciate you, sir. If you and I were in, and I hope this happens someday soon, we meet at a conference. Give us that elevator pitch, right? Like if if you and I were riding the elevator, what is AdLumen? What makes it different? What? How do you support the credit union space? Great. That's a great question. So AdLumen is a security and compliance automation platform built specifically for financial institutions. Financial institutions have unique technological requirements. For instance, the core banking platform, like 
Scimitar and Fiserv platforms and all sorts of other uh, correlation platforms, credit union core banking platforms are all built on old mainframe systems. Well, no one else except for Ad Lumen can integrate mainframe systems into their overarching security compliance ecosystem. And the those mainframe systems, like it's one system in a credit union, but a credit union is not a credit union without its core banking platform, right? Like a credit union just would not exist. So why can't you integrate that into your overarching security and compliance ecosystem, right? So this is what I mean when I talk about those unique technology requirements. We really gear our software development pipeline, the features that we create to attack specific pain points that credit unions have in compliance, like Intrex CU or NCUA ASET is automatically built into the platform, unique technological requirements like core banking platforms, unique technology systems, technology systems like Encino and other applications that they may be using. Those are, are really unique applications only to finance and they are applications that we have brought in. Okay. So when we were, you know, kind of preparing for the show, and it's a place I'd like to start, you just were touching on it, right? The core banking system, without it, we're not credit unions, right? Like, what does it look like, though, to optimize that core banking security within the, you know, the current credit union business model? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. So those core banking platforms, you know, many of them, most of them are, are built on mainframe systems, and they have been long since forgotten, right? You know, no other security company or compliance company really touches, you know, those computer systems because they are, you know, there's a a, a, today a fundamental knowledge gap of who can develop applications on those systems. There really is no one. You, you, it's hard to find a developer that can that has the skill set to do that. And so, you know, what it means is that you know, AdLumen has developed custom software, custom application software that you can install and integrate onto uh, your core banking platform. And that will extract uh, compliance uh, data like privilege analysis, you know, accounts, uh, you know, know, the various compliance metrics like password duration, when they last set their password, all sorts of things like that, as well as extracting all the log data that we can from those mainframes so that we can successfully find threats, malfunctions, and IT operations failures that exist on the core. So, and I'm going to put my ignorance out there right now, okay? Uh, so maybe somebody else who's watching will too. But what does it mean when you say one-touch compliance reporting for credit unions? That was a question I was interested to ask because I read that multiple times places and I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> or what does that look like? Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. It looks exactly how it sounds. You've got okay. very specific Compliance reports that you must accomplish in the credit union industry. Take NCUA ASET for one example. We have an NCUA ASET module. You come to uh, the AdLumen portal, you fill a few things out, and then you press one button that says produce report and you're emailed a report instantaneously. It's, and it's your entire, you know, NCUA ASET, uh, you know, compliance report that you can hand to an auditor. And you can even schedule that. It can really be zero touch compliance reporting if you want. Because you can just schedule it to be delivered to your inbox every month or, uh, you know, however often. You need. However you want to. So that, it was an interesting question when you were talking about that, I, or I started to think about is with how fast things change, how do you keep up with the, you know, whether it's regulations changing, we have a new administration right now, there's probably going to be some different things that come out of that. How do you guys stay uh, ahead of that? And then I'm always blown away when people were talking cybersecurity and 
boy, from your background, I'm sure you know this better than anybody. How do you stay ahead of the bad guys? <laughs> yeah, sure. So, you know, regulations do change. I think fortunately, NCUA ASAT or other finance, Intrexu, financial regulators, they don't change really that often, or at okay. least I guess that's, that's a very kind of subjective thing. I don't think they change very often, but when we, when we do see changes, of course, we go in and, and, and update our, our regulatory compliance modules as needed. But I think, you know, writ large, like it's, you know, those things don't change that, that often. And they are a hassle for, you know, those credit unions complete, you know, how we stay ahead of threats. Uh, you know, you constantly got to keep your ear to the ground. There's two things that we're balancing, right? When we're, we're talking about like what kind of information and feedback we're giving to our credit union customers. And one is, you know, the need for compliance information and, da- and data, just IT operations data, like a server crashed or a system broke or an application broke. These things can often be even more dangerous than threats. Because yeah. threats come around every once in a while, like systems breaking or applications breaking occurs, you know, like every day, right? <laughs> like that's an, like an everyday occurrence, right? So th- those are, are much more prevalent, but you've, you've got to keep, you know, your ear to the ground for the threats. We, we really have two teams at AdLumen that are focused on that. One is the data science team. So the data science team is what you would call a team designed to get out ahead of emerging threats, right? They're trying to use a different method to discover things that are interesting. They're trying to use mathematics, right? And, and the nice thing about mathematics, is it's not so hard coded to a specific thing. It's really designed to find variance. So if you write a signature for one thread, will it find variant two or variant three or variant four or five of the same thread? The answer is probably not. Maybe, you know, data science is designed to uh, allow for quite a bit of variance when it, when it comes into play. The other is, of course, your traditional detection engineering, you know, static, static rule writing type things where I'm writing an algorithm or a, a function or, or method to, to find this exact threat. So we okay. do both, you know, and new threats are constantly released all the time. Threat intelligence is a big component of that, you know, integrating threat intelligence sources so that it becomes more of a collective security base as opposed to just ad lumen trying to, you know, take that entire burden and that <laughs> entire function. Threat intelligence also happens to be, you know, an NCUA set domain to mandate, right? And that's another reason why we would bring threat intelligence in. Like the NCUA says that you must integrate threat intelligence into your security portfolio, thus also making it part of your compliance portfolio, right? It's now become a compliance mandate to integrate threat intelligence. And so, you know, at AdLumen, we do focus on those things and we, you know, that, that's the reasons behind why we do what we do. Let me, let me ask you this. When you're sitting down with your team at AdLumen and you're talking about credit unions and you're looking at the space overall and this is what i'm just going to throw at you you know like in the beginning you talked about why you started the company right like it's not the bank of america but it's not you you know just something that doesn't do the job when you sit there and you look out at the 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 five thousand credit unions out there is there a place that like we're just not doing well and we need to really improve this that you see or and maybe even to flip that a different way, are some doing it better than others? I mean, is there a kind of a, a gap in the haves and the have-nots right now? Yeah, you know, I think at the forefront of my mind is core banking security. Very, we're doing terrible at that. the The only thing that 
you know, if a, if a credit union has, say, a billion in assets, right? The only thing actually proving that they have a billion in assets is that, is that core banking system that's, oh, that's holding the general ledger. And more often than not, the only thing that's securing that system is a username and a password. That's it. That's it. And that username and password, the IT people are using all the time. Some of them keep it in a text file on their desktop or something like that. Like how to, how to access this core banking system because it's so complex. No one has to use it. If I was a criminal and I just wanted to wreak havoc on the United States and erase a billion dollars worth of value from the planet, I would just go brick and destroy a core banking platform because it just takes a username and password to get into it. You know, I think that that's what keeps me up at night. Right. Um, (laughs) Right. Yeah. The yeah, next thing like uh, thinking that, about this, I just have to say. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Someone's got to, you know. Right. Unfortunately, it had to be me, I guess. Uh, but the the other thing is what I what I noticed the regulatory requirements, what they were demanding, was such robust data collection from uh, a credit union just to comply. Like you've got to collect all these logs from every single system in your environment. Well, that's actually an immense amount of data, right? right. And in the IT world. Data is money, right? Data costs money. And if you want to keep that on premise and be able to do something with it, you know, you've got to buy all these servers and data storage and hard disks, which, you know, clearly is a huge play for cloud, right? Because in a a cloud model, right? In a cloud model, data storage is like a commodity. It's the lowest price commodity that, that you can have. And you can, you can offload that and not have to worry about the life cycle management issues that come with log or data retention servers and things like that. And I think that's the biggest piece is, you know, the lifecycle management problems that if you try and do it in-house that you now carry the burden for. On top of everything else, you carry the burden for. Now you got to take care of the care and feeding of these uh, computer systems. So that is, it's been a big approach that, that we've taken at Lumen, integrating the right technologies, you know, caching servers, the data lake technologies, you know, things like that to make sure that we can help meet the data storage requirements uh, for any bank or credit union, for that matter, you know, uh, across the United States, because rules are different. Normal credit union is a year. But if you happen to be a state chartered credit union in like New York, you fall under DFS regs, uh, regulations, right? So your retention requirements are a little bit different. If you happen to sell securities or have a broker dealer side business or sister company, you fall under FINRA, right? And so you know, these things all, you know, create different requirements for different credit unions. I was excited to ask you about this. And I'll be honest, I'm more excited now because just with your background and what you're, you're all doing there, if you're breaking out the crystal ball, you mentioned one of the things that keeps you up at night. I mean, we've seen it across the board. There's been a ton of disruption in financial services, even from outside the banking space, right? Like, what are you excited about? What, what are you and the team and Ad Lumen working on, uh, you know, going forward when, when you think of innovation for your company on how you can, you know, meet these challenges that, that all credit unions are facing? We're seeing uh, a tremendous move to cloud. So like email, credit union email being hosted on premise with your own exchange servers. There's advantages and disadvantages of that. One of the most significant disadvantages is we touched on it earlier, the life cycle management component, right? Like if you host Exchange, you are now responsible for every aspect of email. And email is so important. Like I'm pretty sure you couldn't close a loan without email. It's not possible, you know, in today's world, right? And so, you know, we're seeing a lot of move to things like Office 365, right? Or more and more cloud services like cloud storage, keeping your documents in SharePoint, 
you're keeping your documents on OneDrive using Azure Active Directory. There's a lot in the credit union space, a lot of Microsoft usage. I feel like in other industries, we see a lot more Google usage for some reason. So it's like banking and finance really loves Microsoft and everyone else loves Google. Yeah. So (laughs) we we use Google and CU Insights. So (laughs) yeah, yeah. And we support both and we support both. But I will tell you that we see this is the issue that's coming from that breaches of email and Azure all the time. Yeah. All the time. And people are getting these little phishing emails and, and, uh, you know, saying, you know, hey, reset your Office 365 password and people fall for it all the time. And then the next thing you know, you've got someone logging in from Africa, you know, uh, accessing this person, this bank or credit union employee's email, right? And the next thing you know, uh, the VPN, they log into the VPN. And then the next thing you know, they ran ransomware on all your servers, Right. right? And that seems to be the biggest, like, more modern day threat is ransomware is, of course, on the rise. And there are a lot of different things you can do to harden yourself from that. But but uh, that's what we're seeing with the rise of cloud, the rise of email breaches, business email compromise is becoming quite prevalent. Okay. Yeah. That ransomware is a scary thing, right? Like you're just at the mercy sometimes there. This has been a ton of fun. I could keep talking to you forever on this stuff because I, I find it so intriguing. And I know it's it's something we're all dealing with, whether we're a credit union or a company like CU Insight, right? So it's, uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's good stuff. And we'll link to a bunch of stuff in the show notes, but I'd, I'd like to have a little bit of fun to wrap up the show. It's just like on the other podcasts, some rapid fire questions. Uh, it, it allows you know the listeners to get to know you better. So a question I've added this year, was there that COVID purchase or that re- recent purchase that you didn't know you needed, but now you don't know how you'd live without? Ha, that That is a good question. So I will tell you, we went from using only one video conferencing technology to I'm pretty sure now we have them all. Yeah. I'm not kidding you. We've got them all. We, yeah. we, we've got Zoom. We've got GoToMeeting. We've got Microsoft Teams. We've got Slack. Like there's not, if you are selling uh, a video conferencing app that uh, we don't already have, we're suckers, we'll probably buy it. We'll, we'll probably sign up for that too, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. It has, this year has changed the way we uh, we all communicate and do business. That's for sure. When, when you hear the yep. word success, who is the first person that comes to mind and why? The word success, I would say Jeff Bezos. Okay. Okay. <laughs> The incredible business success. And I'm not just talking about moving from, I think there's a couple of reasons why. One, the movement from, you know, e-commerce to cloud hosting. Tremendous. Nice. Yeah. He's, he's shaped the world. He's shaped the world with infrastructure, uh, as a service. And for a lot of flack that, you know, someone like, or, you know, companies like Amazon or Jeff Bezos have gotten during the pandemic. Can you imagine a pandemic without Amazon delivery? Because it would be much worse. And not only much worse, but much more dangerous. Can you imagine if you'd had to go to the store every time you wanted toilet paper or, uh, you know, soap or whatever else you needed, you you would have to go to the store to to get that. That's what it would be like without Amazon in the picture. It would have been a much more dangerous 2020. God bless that company, I think. They've saved a lot of people's lives, and I, I'm not sure they get enough credit for that. Yeah, and even I mean, with their uh, they, since they own Whole Foods too, we were even getting our groceries uh, just at our doorstep, right? right. So, <laughs> just turns right. around. The, the, the random question: What's the greatest album of all time? 
<laughs> the greatest album of all time. So I'm not going to show, I think, my age here, but this is something I grew up listening to with my father, and it was uh, Sting. I remember, you know, that that's not even from my generation, but I remember my dad got a brand new, like, eight changer uh, CD disc in the, in the back where you could change to like eight CDs, but he never changed off his sting. He had this old 1960 something white stingray Corvette. And he used to drive around in this 1960s white stingray Corvette and listen to sting. And I, I think that is an album that I'll remember the rest of my life. I will date myself as older than you. The the first cassette tape I got with the boombox I got for Christmas was the police synchronicity. So <laughs> it was Sting. Yeah. <laughs> and I think my mom bought it because she was like, that was number one on the charts at that time, like in, a, in an old record mm-hmm. store. So It's cool. a timeless album. Oh, absolutely. Right. Uh, is there any book that either you gifted other people or you just think everyone should read? Oh, wow. Uh, Very interesting. That is a tough question. These are rapid fires. I do a lot of reading. You should see my, my, certainly my bookshelves. (laughs) It depends what you're, you're interested in. I would say from a business perspective, one of the most impactful books for me has been Start With Why. And so that's a very impactful book. You know, for, for all the obvious reasons, I think a lot of, I come from an engineering background, right? And the why isn't, isn't always on the forefront of an engineer's mind. So if you're an engineer out there and you're looking to build a piece of technology or build a company and, and, and take the entrepreneurial route, engineers are well positioned at a lot earlier age than non-engineers, I think, to start, to start companies. But you shouldn't do it without reading. Start with the why first, because I promise you, you will, you will build the wrong thing. Uh, and so (laughs) you'll build what you want, not what other people want. Right. (laughs) Exactly. 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 Oh, no, that is a good one. I've seen him at a couple of conferences speak and he's, I mean, just fantastic. So yeah, that that is a good one. I'm a fan myself. If the calendar's Mm -hmm. empty, what does Robert do to unwind? What is, uh, what does that work-life integration look like when you're not building the company? (laughs) I go for a run and I play with my daughter. I have a brand new, uh, you know, about 15 month old daughter. And so she's a lot of fun to play with, without a doubt. We've got a little play set out back. And so uh, if I just want time to myself, I'll go for a run. That's how I like to unwind. But, uh, you know, go just hanging out with with my daughter for a little while. It's a lot of fun, too. Uh, That's awesome. Okay, now I've got to I'm circling back to the music thing. What's on your like Spotify (laughs) playlist when you're running? I like a lot of reggaeton when I run, Uh, actually. You know, I'm from Florida, so that that style of music's really popular. But I like a lot of that uh, reggaeton when I run. It's really fast paced. It's like I'm uh, at a Miami nightclub, you know, while <laughs> I'm while I'm running. <laughs> yeah, yeah. little secret, easy. little secret of mine. Yeah, you don't want easy listening when you're up for the run, right? So I can't wait till our paths can actually cross in person. Uh, we will link to everything we talked about in the show notes. The last question I have for you, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share or ask some of our listeners and viewers today? The only thing I would say is, you know, when you're when you're out there and you're looking uh, at, you know, the different technologies that are available for you, the biggest recommendation I have as, as every credit union is different and look at the unique pain points that you have, whether they're compliance and regulatory, whether they're the unique technology that's deployed uh, within your environment, 
and and look for you know solutions that are impactful uh, for you that attack those uh, very specific pain points because IT and security and compliance shouldn't be a burden. Like the tools should make your life easier, right? And and, and that's the goal because you you shouldn't be spending a lot of time on this stuff or the least amount of time on this stuff because it's overhead, right? This is yeah. not the business model of a credit union. This is something you have to do in order for you to do your business model. So, you know, really focus in on on pulling out and extracting those specific things that you may need. And then that's how you, you know, do a search for your vendor. Well, thank you again, Robert, for being on the show. I, I hope you and yours uh, stay well. And I, I look forward to our paths crossing in the future. Thank you. Same to you.